0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today we celebrate the Sunday of All Saints. Um, We hear from the beautiful passage in Hebrews, uh, all the accomplishments of the saints. We read the daily lives of the saints. Uh, We're grateful for their example and the power of God shown in them and through them to us. But we're all called to be saints. All called to be saints. Because those were ordinary people that did extraordinary things. That's what saints are. They do it very consistently. So I think sometimes we're a bit overwhelmed by the uh, accounts of the saints and all the things that they accomplished. But I think we can go after one thing. We can act in saintly ways. You agree with that? You can act in saintly ways. So that's what we should target. And you know, and maybe if we act in saintly ways consistently enough, God may grant some of us to become saints, canonized saints. But it begins with acting in saintly ways. All the saints didn't kind of strike out to be saints. They just decided to act in saintly ways. So uh, first and foremost, the only way that can be done is if we live near to Christ. draw near to God and dwell in union with Christ, then the opportunity to act in saintly ways is there for us. If this is about our strength, if we make a list of things we need to do to act in saintly ways, and then we strive to do that, we will inevitably fail. But with the help of God, we can accomplish great things. So I want you to kind of find and put that in the in the hopper first. Okay, with the help of God, we can accomplish saintly things. So uh, I want to talk about three things first things that we can act the ways we can act in saintly ways one is to give thanks for all things I'm gonna sit down I meet with Father John Braun uh, every Tuesday at 4 o'clock on schedule um, and uh, it's interesting there's and I share with him kinda what I'm going through and sometimes I'm going through some difficult situations and after I explain the difficult situation Father John says are you giving thanks for that (laughs) oh wait a minute I'm here just to complain I just want to complain no you need to give thanks for that step into that beautiful place where we're thanking God for all things why is that because all things work for good All things work for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. How many things? All things. So we need to learn to give thanks for all things. Let me give you an example of that. Years ago, we were in Isla Vista, and we bought a piece of property in downtown Isla Vista, and we we had a building, bought the building, bought the property next to it, and got permission from the county to build on that property downtown Isla Vista. in the middle of downtown we Vista' would have been an Orthodox church okay the the uh, county however decided that that was kind of sacred land because of the riots and the war protests so they uh, they uh, condemned the land uh, and made us sell them the land okay we had the we had And it was, I think, a dream God gave to us. Build right here, build right here. Do everything you can to build right here, build right here. So when that happened, it was like, oh my goodness, this is not, this is not good. Okay, so this is good. This is good. See, that we thought was what God wanted. He wanted us to pursue it with all our might. Okay, and then, for this piece of land, we took the money we got from that, we bought this piece of land, and we went to our supervisor, beloved Jean Grafia, blessed memory, and she said, I love your project. It's wonderful. I will support it. So we took our plans to the county, and we started beginning the process to build this facility, and she lost the election. And the supervisor came to us and says, I don't want the project there at all. You better pull it off the books, because I will defeat it. So we had to pull it off the books. So uh, a a law came into effect called the Religious Freedom Act that was signed by uh, Orton Hatch and Bill Clinton. And it allowed us to uh, negotiate through all the county processes and to get permission to build here. So do all things work for good? Amen. Amen. See, we have to get this. Thank you, Lord, for the disappointment there. Thank you, Lord, for having to pull that permit off. Thank you, Lord, for all the struggles we went through. Thank you, Lord, because all things work for good. All things. So what a beautiful thing. We've got to kind of get this. So we can step into life with a bit more uh, encouragement. Something better for me. Maybe something different. You know, sometimes the things you really want would not be good for you. You get that? Some things you really want wouldn't be good. God knows that. So the other thing, uh, to endure with patience and love. To endure all things with patience and love. Um, this last week, uh, there's a man, uh, a friend of Kevin and Angel's, uh, uh, Michael Catelli, I think is his last name. He's writing a biography on Kevin's situation. Kevin passed away cancer about a year and a half ago. And um, so he interviewed me for an hour and a half about Kevin's life. And uh, it was really, really wonderful. And he asked this question. He said, "Father Nicholas, how could, you have, how could you do what you did? How did you get up there and serve that, that service? I said, uh, because of Kevin. I was just following his example. He endured with patience and love that which God set before him. I said, I couldn't have done anything else. I just wanted to be like Kevin. Do what Kevin did. Follow Kevin's example. And so I think we have to get this idea and how important it is to just endure that which God puts before us. Step into it. We all try to shy away from difficulties sometimes. We step back away from them. No, with the help of God, step into them. Endure them with patience and love. Beautiful things happen. Part of his uh, the reason he wanted to do this was he felt so overwhelmed with uh, a incredible uh, sense of holiness around Kevin's situation. He said, this, is, this was different. This just, wasn't, this, this just wasn't grieving somebody. This was something God was present in all of this. And that's why he's doing this interview, these interviews. Because he said there's something different there. Why? Because God was present showing us how to endure with love and patience, all that He set before us, and it it was a powerful example to so many people. So I want you to understand, not only for yourself, but for those around you, to endure that what God has set before you with patience and love. Okay, a third thing that's important, uh, and that is to forgive. Saintly act, right? To give thanks in all things to endure with patience and love the things that God sets before us and to forgive each other, forgive others. You know, we can sit in unforgiveness and it just hardens our heart and inhibits us and we fall to anger, we fall to bitterness, we fall to envy, we fall to jealousies. We remember the wrongs set against us. These things are like uh, St. Uh, John... Uh, the latter says that there are uh, remembering a wrong is like a nail in the soul, the cessation of prayer. So we have to understand how important it is to forgive, to let it go, to let it go. You know we, we can hold on to things, especially when they have been some they've they hurt us emotionally. But we need to understand how important that is to ask God to help us forgive and to forgive and to let that stuff go. It weighs us down. It holds us back from God. He didn't say just because he wanted to make the Christian life hard, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive the others, right? Why? Because if you hold on to them, your heart is hard. When you forgive, your heart is softened. It's lifted. It it can draw near to God. So I just encourage you to make sure that you kind of check that in yourself. So um, how do we ask for the help of God? How do we do this, make this effort with God? Um, a couple of things there. One is that we need to have our heart sanctified with compassion. So I want to tell you a story about you know, we have this beautiful uh, ministry here every Thursday from 11 to 2, 11 to 1. It's called the Showers of Blessing. It's an organization in town that comes here with a shower trailer, two showers in the trailer, and we provide a uh, little lunch uh, and some goodies for them and beautiful company and fellowship. Uh, Howard Lang runs it, uh, Joe Ballou, uh, Bob Gunnerson, and uh, Jerry Jones, um, all come to help us. It's a very beautiful ministry. Every Thursday from 11 to 1. We're looking for volunteers, by the way, but that's not why I'm saying this. 11 to 1 every Thursday. So one of our good friends on the street uh, named Sam um, always came to the showers. And sometimes he'd come in in my office, and we'd sit down and have a cup of coffee. uh, very, had a very difficult life. Uh, so our desire to have compassion on these folks, God honors this in a beautiful way. So Sam had some really serious health troubles, and he was, he was dying. Okay. And he needed some help. You know when his struggle showed up? It st- showed up at 11 o'clock on Thursday. He was just down the street. Why, was it, why did it happen at 11 o'clock on Thursday? So God knew that there were people there that loved him. And we were able to go pray for him and actually escort him into the, to the gates of paradise. Why? Because we desired to be compassionate. You need to have the desire to do that, and God will bring things and people to you. This, was, this is how it, this, God's, if we have a desire to be, have compassion and care for other people, God's going to bring that to you. We can sit back from that and kind of shy away from that. You know, I don't want to help that person. don't want to help that person. Oh, I've got too much. No, when we step into that, our heart of compassion grows, and God gives us opportunities to help people. It's still, I mean, if we're talking to Linda, one of the shower ladies. Jesus, this was unbelievable that it happened at 11 o'clock on Thursday. He passed at noon on Thursday. I was able to go over to him and pray with him. Compassion, a heart of compassion. We need to build that in ourselves. So important to us. Um, To purify our minds, to do godly things, holy things, to pray. Father Richard told me, I told him one time, I was struggling with all these extraneous thoughts. He told me, he said, you need to read the holy books, read the Bible. You need to fill your mind up with good stuff because it only has so much capacity. Think about it. You fill it up with the good, there's no room for the bad. Fill it up with good stuff. Fill your mind up with good stuff. And then finally, we need to strengthen our will to uh, deny ourselves. We begin the Apostles' Fast today. All through June, Lord have mercy. It kind of inhibits and restricts the, the, uh, the uh, summer barbecue season. <laughs> so, but I would encourage you to take every opportunity we can when we come to a fast season to strengthen your will. To look at self-denial as a powerful tool. So in conclusion, I want to tell a story about an American, uh, American Indian legend. How do we make this choice between doing that which is holy and that which is profane? Uh, The legend goes like this. Every person has two wolves. You have two wolves inside of you, a good wolf and a bad wolf. And the young uh, American Indian asked the elder, which one wins? He says, the one you feed the most. the one you feed the most. See, very powerful. We need to feed. We need to, be, we need to eat good stuff. Feed on the good. Feed on the holy. And then we will act that way. We want the good wolf to win. <laughs> we want to defeat the bad one. So for us, beloved, may we, be ordin- we, may we as we are, ordinary people do extraordinary things and act in saintly ways to the glory of God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.